0: All right, here we oh. go. What are we doing first? Shit, I gotta share my sound first. Hold on. Um,
1: first? we're
0: doing we're doing uh the Bad Batch, Metamorphosis. Man, I didn't. Okay, fine. I'll just watch it now. It's all right. Remember, I go through the whole thing, so you can hear the whole thing anyway. Well, I um, you
1: don't complain about the noise in the background because I ain't tearing my surround sound off. Right. Okay.
0: Here we go. Okay. Welcome to the Rebel Alliance Prison Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's https colon backslash backslash r-a-b-r That's R-A-B-R dot k-a-i L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Breaching Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple yeah. and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all these are available at the Rebel Alliance Patreon website at rabr.kali dot, mm-hmm. dot mm-hmm. And now, time Star Wars. I am Kyle John Johanson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. 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 We are okay. here. Uh, no Rick today because Rick's uh got his family visiting him. He said, "All right, so today we're reviewing Star Wars: yeah, The Bad Batch." He
1: need to put his family off
0: for two hours, like I do. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's what I. Send I send the to nappies, and I send the then bro- the son back to. Well, he has a truck, so he don't care.
0: Yeah, so Bad Batch season two, episode eleven, Metamorphosis, right, Scott? All right. Yeah. So we- so we've got some news here, and I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna.
1: These troopers are weird. I
0: don't, I don't remember them like this. And we got a little bit to talk about them. I'll, I've got a little um, description of what they are and stuff like that here in the when we start going through the podcast stuff. Um, because they are they are clone troopers, so um, it's important to know that they're clones. Um, that Backlight, so, backlighting really that the lighted shield is really.
1: Distractive.
0: Okay, it is. Uh, all right, so we're gonna discuss some news first, um, and I think we're only gonna go through. I've got a, like eight different things listed here, but they're all just kind of, uh, you know, informational. They're not. They're not news articles. So I'm just gonna go through two of them. I think. So we're gonna talk uh, about. Um, the all-terrain armored transports, or the the walkers that we see in the shows. Um, so we're gonna talk about those for a couple times, and then we're gonna review the show, and then we're gonna beg for some feedback and talk about, you know, maybe a question question of the week or a, um, predictions and stuff like that at the end. So let's play the. Spoiler thing.
1: on,
0: cool. All right. Um. So, in the news, it's time for the news. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk about all terrain armored transports. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is during the Galactic Civil War, which um is the war that happened. Um, basically, after the Clone Wars. Um, and these are the, uh, the the big walkers that have four legs, huge uh, uh, walkers. Um, and again, it's, they, they, they abbreviate them as AT-ATs. I'm sure you see in a lot of places, AT-ATs. Um, they were used by the Imperial Army of the Galactic Empire throughout the Im- Imperial Era. Which is uh, which has several different models, and they were uh, all made and produced in the the Kuat drive yards, which uh, Kuat is a is a planetary system. Um, and there's several planets in that area that that um, produce military weapons and such. So, um, and they made them there uh, after the. Formation of the Galactic Empire uh, by Palpatine. They utilized the all-terrain armored transport um, because it had uh, heavy, heavy um, laser cannons on top. There were, um, and they they designed them so that um, they were more reinforced from underneath. So um, they were up in the air and they could uh, attack and have basically the high ground. But right, so. They could attack things, and things couldn't really attack them because they were heavily armored at the bottom. And that's why um, you see in some of the movies they uh, attack them from the top because the top isn't very much armor on them. Um, They just trip them. Yeah, or trip them. Um, That's another vulnerability, which is interesting. There's one that we'll talk about later on, um, not today, but later on, that they put... um, they put saws on the legs, so if somebody wrapped a rope around them, the saws cut the cut the rope, so it wouldn't trip um, them. Which is it's kind of funny. I thought, but inspector. not um, Yeah. Uh, well, the the saws were always sticking out. It wasn't something that came out or anything. But um, let's see. The developed uh f- the walker was developed from the Clone Wars era. ATTE, which is a, a transport um, vehicle, um, the ground forces, blah, 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 featured long legs, lifted the narrow body of the vehicle towards uh, so it towered over um, their enemies. It was first used um, widely when they attacked the, uh, the Wookiees on planet Keshiet, um that we saw um, in the Clone Wars you know they they attack the wookies and and such um what else
1: uh
0: care about all that designed and that's that's pretty much most of what what you got there it's I mean, like I said, it was just a, a giant transport. There's, there's lots of room in there. So there's, they both, they all, almost all of the transports have two pilots in the front. And then mm-hmm. they might have another guy that is uh, maybe a logistics guy. That's um, not logistics, but um, maybe map uh, mapping or looking at radar or something like that kind mm-hmm. of guy. And then there's uh, a huge amount of room in the back for, you know, storage, to transport things or, um, people, of course, um, they used them a lot of times as, as weapons and such. Uh, and let me see here. Yes. So, uh, this next one, like I said, is we're going to talk about is, um, a modification of the same vehicle, but it's called an Elite ATA T, um, and that's the one I told you about that has the, the saws on the on the legs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got heavier armor. It's a darker color. Um, bigger cannons. Um, this Elite Elite one was piloted by uh, an elite crew who were amongst the best pilots in the Galactic Army. Um, the vehicle had built-in saws on the legs, making it nearly impossible to take down of the cable. Um, and these appeared rarely; these these were not very many of them made. Um, it 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 actually says here that they only appeared once in a um, uh, video game called uh, Star Wars Commander, which is interesting mm-hmm. because. That's the first time these uh, clones that you're seeing in there—they're—they're they're called uh, commandos. Um, we're seeing too is in the same show, um, so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. You got any questions about those things, Scott? Uh, the walkers.
1: So, so could they fly, or were they on ships that landed and walk off ships? Well, yeah, they were. On sh- one, I never seen one delivered to. To the they run.
0: They run ships that. Planet. They run ships that landed. Sometimes I don't know if you remember seeing in the Clone Wars where they where they dropped the tanks down. They would be attached to the bottom of something. Okay. Um, and then when they get low enough, they just kind of let it go, and it would it would land on the ground. Um, <laughs> it was that, or there was um transports that would they would be inside and they would walk out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But they don't. They never fly. They don't they have. They don't have uh any. Uh, uh, propulsion, except for by the legs. Okay. Uh yeah, it shows here. Um, and I don't remember this, but uh, in Rebels, there was a uh, what they call a, a uh, godzanti class cruiser deploying these ATATAs. So like they're. At the top of the ATA, they're attached to this, this kind of cruiser, just dropping them down on the ground kind of thing. It's, uh,
1: oh, okay.
0: It's it's an interesting uh, uh, thing. I,
1: I I could never picture. remember them, you know, like delivering to the surface or. You
0: know, yeah, the, i will show you a pic. Me. Show you a picture here. It's it's not very clear, but it might help. Let's see. Sure. Here's my screen. You see my screen now. Uh, over on the left-hand side, there's a there's a small picture. That's that's one of the transports dropping uh, oh, okay. ATAs down.
1: Oh, my!
0: Here's a small picture up here. I went back, didn't I? Here's a small picture here of the elite one. It's got the saws on. It. You can't really, can't, the picture's so bad you can't really see them. But they yeah. got you can see things on their legs. That's the saws and stuff. But um,
1: I guess they thought that would be a good defense, huh?
0: Yeah, and and they didn't. There, like I said, there wasn't very many of them because uh, you know, they were in most cases the the walkers were really successful and. In helping mm-hmm. uh, a ground assault, um, because usually, you know, the planets they were dealing with, uh, sure they had ships and stuff, but most of them they were attacking uh, ground forces. And um, like I said, these gave them the upper hand because they were usually had bigger guns than someone can carry, and mm-hmm. uh, you know they were heavily armored, so they were too. Uh, a ground team. They were they were almost indestructible. So let's look at this one. This one's called the First Order All Terrain Armor Transport. Um, it's manufactured in the same place. Uh, and it, it's got four legs too. Um, I say four legs because. Some of the ones we're going to look at later, like next week, probably um, have six legs or eight legs, um, and they're huge. You know, they're like hundreds of hundreds of feet or something like that. So, like this one here says, um, "The length from the front um, of the head to the back is 24 meters long,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which is, you know, that's 240 feet. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Because it's
1: by tens, right?
0: Yeah, and the the heights the height from the ground to the to the top is twenty two meters. Um, so they're almost as they almost go up as high as they are, you know, from front to back. Yeah, which is interesting. They got extremely long legs, partially oh, to prevent wow. people people from crawling up them too. So, so oh, it's wow. pretty hard to crawl up a leg. What was it? You had what? Woo. All right. I'm going to stop uh, sharing that. Bad yourself. I'm going to put the audio back on. Okay. All right. So that was the end of the news basically for there. Um, You know, anybody who's got any questions send us some Feedback about it, and we'll uh, we'll discuss more about it. In the news. All right. So, um, our cast this week—the you know the voice actors and stuff. Uh, of course, normally we have um, the clone troopers as D. Bradley William or Bradley Baker. Uh, Omega is Michelle Yang. We had Sid again this week for Ray Perlman. Um, we had Doctor Royce Hemlock, which is. He's a new guy. Um, Jimmy Simpson was him. Dr. Scadler, which is the the female, I think, with the glasses that were orangish or whatever. That's Helen Sadler. Um, uh, a dro- the droid that um, uh, warned uh, Tech that there was danger on board and he kind of died. Um, and Lama Sue was voiced by Bob Bergen. Uh... Emery Carr uh, was voiced by Kayasha Castle-Hughes. Um, and Nala Say was uh, voiced by Gwendolyn Yeo. Um, the the Emory Carr chick, I'm confused at who she is because I'm confused at who is Dr. Sadler too because there's, there's two or three females that are that, that talk on the in the episode and I'm Who's I'm not quite sure. With,
1: who's the guy with the one with the one robotic hand?
0: That's Doctor Royce. Doctor Royce. Doctor Royce Hemlock. He's the he's the the one guy who knows how to do cloning. Um, the rest of them are like his subordinates and stuff. So uh, with that, let's play our our newest commercial. Hey. You, over there. Are you a trooper? Is your armor always dirty? When do you find time to clean it? Did rebel scum scratch and damage it? Does your helmet communications keep acting up? Stop by Aeron's Armor Sparkalorium before 1,500 hours. Aeron And sanitize your armor for the next day pickup. Our patented galactically ancient secret cleaning techniques will have your armor sparkling just like a new Cerulean 30, standard freighter, just off the assembly line. You will be the envy of all your friends and co-workers from the castles on Lothal, to the politicians on Coruscant, to the environmentalists on Endor. <laughs> your next Army. day, sir, stop by Aeron's Armor Sparkalorium. We are located in Tatooine's Moss Isley spaceport, directly across from Hangar 35. We will also Third repair and sell, and sell most parts... At the best rates in the known galaxy, all services guaranteed and licensed by the Emperor himself to last a lifetime. Only okay. at Aeron's Armor Sparkalorium. We accept it? real credits. Only helmets and boots are services. extra. All right, Sparkalorium. Yeah, that's my favorite new word that I made up. Yeah. No, just Aeron's, not A Aeron.
1: It's AA a- Rock.
0: A- nope.
1: D9 nice works at uh, Cash register. No,
0: if there's only one A. No, it's AA Rock. Uh uh. Anyway, uh. A-A. A-A. I made it up. It's me. Uh. A-A. So. No. Yeah. Um. Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 11, Metamorphosis, aired on March. First, 2023 um, was 30 minutes long and again um, timeline was uh, 19 before the Battle of Yavin and I wanted to kind of we'll, we'll touch on this again um, in the next episode but I wanted to just kind of show again what our timeline looks like uh, right here timeline I know it's going to get confusing with two shows. We got one that's just after um, episode three, where the Order 66 happened. Bad Batch happens. It says here 18, but now we're in 19 before Battle Yavin, And uh, uh, Mandalorian is way here past uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, see, this uh, Return of the Jedi was Four years, which after New Hope, um, Bad Batch today, uh, this episode is in nine years after the Battle of Yavin. So it's it's way over here. So we've got, you know, uh, 30 some years from between the Bad Batch and when the Mandalorian's is happening. Um, I just kind of wanted to point that out so that we are all kind of on the same page there with that.
1: Understand that. understand
0: that, Zoe. understand
1: that, Zoe. you're good. All
0: right. Yep, she's so good. All right, so then it's time to grab your favorite beverage, pull up a chair, and join us in the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room. Ta-da. uh, So the episode starts out. A smoking, deserted Imperial science vessel drops out of hyperspace and drifts sideways through space uh, with a cloud of dust and debris uh, following it. A clone commando runs in along a dim corridor, holding an electrostaff. As he turns into the hall with uh, rotating turbines, he trips and loses uh, loses his electrostaff and falls. As he gets back up to into his feet, his electrostaff flickers before going off. The anxious uh, commando surveys his surroundings before something grabs him from above. And the electrostaff drops to the ground, still switched on. Okay, so start off with uh, we're going to talk about the clone commanders, commandos a little bit. Um, they were special commandos uh, with extra heavy armor that included a backpack, which um, our, our clone ninety nine troopers have backpacks. If you look at most of the other clones, they didn't have backpacks at all. Um. Uh, members would keep various items like grenades and sabotage gear in their backpacks. They were allowed to choose the colors of their armor in combat. The commandos utilized the DC 17 interchangeable weapon system and the DC 17 hand blaster, which, whatever, I don't know what that means for sure. We'll find out later. Um, uh, they all were came through the Imperial base on Darrow like um, RC twelve sixty two that was mentioned in our episode. Um, his name is actually Scorch, um, and we've seen him before. Um, he was uh, he was in another episode. Um, dang it! I thought I had that here listed here, but he was in another episode. I believe it was um, uh, a Rebels episode. Were um, our batch, uh, he, he was the, com- he was the guy that was in charge of, of Gregor. So remember our, our B- bad batch episode where they rescued Gregor from prison? Um, this guy was his commander, um, was Gregor's commander. Um, and they also had, uh, a small vibra blade, kind of like what hunters got, you know, that little blade that they have. Um. And I say, uh, they also had uh, access to um, grenade launchers. Um, I I keep saying um, our clone troopers because um, known members of the clone commandos were Clone Force 99, Delta Squad, and Foxtrot Group. So there was three different groups. Our group, of course, is a small group. um, But Delta Squad and Foxtrot Group were... um, You know hundreds of clone commanders in those groups and i think um on this ship and what we see elsewhere you know like on the planet and everywhere else i think those are delta squad um uh, clone commandos um all right so let's let's keep going um so uh okay the electric staff switched off and uh Yeah. Uh, Then we switch to several row class shuttles escorting an imperial transport shuttle towards the imperial base on Wayland. Uh, And Scott, you you should remember Wayland too because um, that was mentioned in Rebels too. That's the uh, uh, one of the places we saw Admiral Thrawn on in Rebels. and is flanked by two commandos. Uh, Sadler, Scadler steps forward and greets Dr. Royce Hemlock as he disembarks from the lead shuttle. Dispensing with formal, formalities, the doctor provides brief instructions regarding the arrival of remaining vessels before continuing into the facility. Stopping outside the holding cell, Hemlock greets the prisoner within, revealed to be the Camino former chief scientist Nala Say. Dun, dun, dun. Attempting to persuade her of cooperation, Hemlock praises the scientist's achievements before convincing her that her talents could serve a higher purpose within the empire. After Nala Say continues to refuse co- cooperation, saying that why would she cooperate because you know they killed her entire planet, um, Hemlock threatens that He could do far worse to her than simply have her locked up in a cell. As he leaves say, to ponder this, Scadler approaches him with updates about Transport 904, whom they have lost communication with, Um, which means it's probably the one that we talked about at the beginning of the episode here. Um, Hemlock orders the recovery teams to begin a search and for the transported asset to be contained. He also inquires about uh, Kimoans who were taken off-world prior to the destruction of Camino. And Emery informs him uh, of one, the former Camoan Prime Minister, whom Himlock requests to be brought before him. say watches as the Imperials depart. This is where we get the Next scene is is a funny scene, Scott. This is where um, we're on the Marauder with the Bad Batch um, going through hyperspace, and Omega Wrecker, uh, Omega and Wrecker chastise Sid for not helping them oh, after they lost their starship during the mission to acquire Ipsium. Sid asks them if they know. want if they want to mope or they want to make money. She tells know. them, "You want to mope." She tells them she received a tip. Of a down ship that offers to give them thirty percent of the cut. <laughs> Tack convinces Sid to raise the share to thirty-five uh for the operation. The other clones uh, show disconcern, and Sid raises their cut to what is it? She raises it to forty, and then finally fifty percent as a token of her goodwill. She won't she, she tent- won't honor that. Yeah, well, they aren't going to give her the ship anyway. We know that from the episode. Um, She tells them that she'll be sending uh, intelligence and warns them not to return without scavenging something. When Hunter asks why she should expect them to return, Sid warns it not to test her and to get the job done. Uh, Because she knows knows stuff. Yeah. Tech advises that severing ties with Sid will be complicated since she knows compromising information about them. This is the last mission. They they tell Tech that this is probably the last mission for Sid. Hunter explains that Sid only sent them coordinates for the shit lost ship without any transponder code or indication of what the cause of the ship's crash. Recker is surprised that Sid sent them limited in intelligence while. Omega questions whether scavenging records will be hard. The Bad Batch follow the coordinates, which take them to a village on a planet. Tech surmises that the crash was reported quickly since it landed near a village. Based on Marauder sensors, he observes that the crash vessel appears to be intact and thinks that the cargo should be in fair condition to transport. Uh, the mm-hmm. Bad Batch land near the ship in a clearing. As they approach the starship, Wrecker and Hunter notice that is, there's is no hull markings. Based on severe hull damage and lack of communication signal, Tech believes the crew all perished. Okay. Omega disagrees. She says, let's go inside and find out. Um, the Bad Batch explore the ship, starship, and find no signs of the crew. Wrecker discovers a discarded high-voltage electric staff. Mm. After sco- discovering scratches, scratch marks, Hunter surmises that whatever killed the crew was not human. Mm. It's
1: not human.
0: It's not it's human.
1: It's a big lizard.
0: Oh, it's a big. Li- hey, spoilers! Jeez. Oh, it's a dino. It's a dinosaurus Rex. Eh. Tex says that they re- he will restore the ship's power and data logs on the bridge. Omega is concerned that Tech is going alone, but Tech reassures her that he will be fine. Tech enters the ship's engine room, which has been damaged during the crash. Using the visual sensors in his helmet, Tech searches for the power cable. <clears throat> Meanwhile, the other clones search their part of the starship and stumble upon a laboratory. Omega recognizes it. Oh, this is Camino Medical Technology. But observes it's different from those on Taboca City. Hmm. Hunter contacts Tech, who is rerouting the reserve power. He manages to reconnect power and searches the engine room. Tech encounters an AZ series surgical assistant droid who warns him about the danger. Danger, danger. And then he dies. He dies. Tech asks the droid while he's dying what attack the ship, but it runs out of power before he can. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ship, Wrecker, Hunter, and Omega discover reinforced walls within the laboratory, That's which cool. are lined with slime. That's cool. Amidst the darkness, the trio encounter a juvenile Zillow Beast. Uh, which we're going to talk about in a second. Oh. When the creature roars at them, Hunter and Wrecker drive it away with their blasters. The creature flees up the ceiling shafts and the backup power suddenly flows back into the lab. The Zillow Beast, beast runs past them and Hunter warns Tech via comm to leave the ship. Tech responds, the ship is A research vessel, Rucker responds that they will know. They all know why. Omega surmises that the research vessel, research subject has escaped, and Hunter warns Tech that the creature is headed his way. So, uh, Zillow Beast. Okay, Um, it's a it's called a gargantuan serpent-like creature. Um. At full, at, at full adult size, it's 97 meters tall. Um, the Zillow beast tar- towered over all species on its native planet, Malastar, and was considered the top of its food chain until its presumed extinction. Its tail contained eight sharp spikes, and the beast itself uniquely obsessed a third arm retreating from its back. Juvenile Zillow Beast lacked the third arm which only started developing after the beast grew in size. Um, Zillow Beast had two glowing green eyes and and they were able to see in total darkness. Also had powerful claws and jaws that could bite through metal and possessed a lengthy whip-like tail uh, like I said, covered with spikes. Um, It had a heavy plated armor that was invulnerable to explosions, blaster fire, and even lightsaber strikes. When battling against what was believed the last Zillow Beast in existence, uh, Anakin Skywalker discovered that gaps in the creature's armor plate could be exploited to damage and stun the creature during the battle against the beast. Uh, mm. Clone troopers were able to subdue the creature by using a Fal- falchion-class assault tank and aiming at the gaps of the armor, armor, um, putting the beast to sleep so they could transport to Coruscant. Uh, while in captivity at Coruscant, uh, Dr. Sonjer Boyle observed the creature was possibly sentient. Um, this deduction was reinforced by the creature's hostile behavior towards Supreme Chancellor Palpatine whom the beast had observed ordering Boyle to kill it via a hologram. Um, after breaking out of the contamination facility, the t- creature terrorized the planet in an unsuccessful attempt to kill a chancellor whose face it recognized as a ho- from the hologram and later in the Senate building. It was later killed by poison gas fired by a Republic gunship's uh, climbing while it was climbing the Senate building, the Palpatine ordered Boyle to clone the creature. Um, then here's a little bit of information more about it. So little beasts uh, fed on electricity uh, or energy with an electronic proton bomb was able to a was able to wake uh, this uh, beast that they they fired the gas on. Um, Zillow beasts f- uh, consume numerous sources of electricity, including types found on starship power conduits and planet power grids uh, upon direct compact and so on. Um, and we, if you remember, uh, during uh, this time, I talked about how uh, um, Anakin Skywalker helped, uh, defeat the Zillow beast. Um, oh. the bad, the bad batch was there at that time. Um, this happened in, uh, uh, I think it happened. We saw a Zillow beast also on a different planet. I believe it was in season two of rebels. Um, and I think that's the first time we were actually introduced to the bad batch in rebels was during that episode. Um, so we've seen the Zillow Beast before. That's what I'm trying that, to say. Was that the episode that Order 66 happened? Uh no, this is before that. Because uh Anakin was not Darth Vader at the time. Mm-hmm. So this is before that. Um But it, that's what I we saw the Bad Batch for the first time at that time and they were you know were just uh regular troopers that followed orders. Um, all right, so back to the episode. Uh, the, the tech uh, shoots at the, uh,
1: the power generators
0: and the ship explodes uh, outward and we see the beast uh, escape. Uh, and the beast runs off and is feeding on electric, electricity power from the generators. Uh, hole through the hull. the Zillow Beast escapes the wrecked vessel. Into the forest, uh, towards the nearby village. Hunter says they have to stop the creature before it harms civilians. Uh, Wrecker says that the blasters are useless against the creature. Tech thinks that the creature is not hungry since it ate the crew already. (laughs) Omega's like, What ate the crew?
1: my view of the thing
0: when it was in there in
1: the engine room or whatever the power source, it was it was eating energy.
0: Yes, yes, and that's what I said. Uh, it feeds on electric energy. That's okay. where it gets its power. Um. Uh. So it so eating the crew didn't didn't really. Yeah. They just ate the crew because it was annoying it probably right. Uh, yeah. Uh. Hunter tasks Tech with assessing the ship's files to search for information on how to neutralize the creature. Omega volunteers to help Tech, since she is familiar with the Kimonian technology. Hunter and Record depart aboard the Marauder to hunt down the Zillow Beast. They fire upon the creature with the ship's laser cannons. However, the Zillow Beast eludes them. Meanwhile, Tech and Omega discover that the ship's data is highly encrypted. Omega finds information and technology about extracting uh, genetic data from the ho- from its host. Omega tells Tech that uh, that she heard rumors about Cabonians experimenting experiments happening off world. Elsewhere, the Zillow Beast begins feeding on a power generator in the village. Uh, uh, back on the starship, uh, Tech and Omega discover that the creature's genetic material was. Being used for modified armor plating, so the Empire is trying to uh, create armor plating of some sort. Maybe for, you know, ships, star destroyers, or, um, you know, I don't know. People could wear them, I guess. Um the creature is impervious to impervious to blaster bolts. He also discovers that the species feeds on energy only and propels. And it propels its rapid growth. The more it feeds, the more it grows. Omega and Tech surmise that the creature grows bigger um, while it's uh, feeding on the power uh, conduits. Peck informs the cre- that, th- that the creature is from the same, the same species that attacked Coruscant during the Clone Wars. Uh, Tech warns Hunter not let the creature near the power grid or it will increase exponentially in size. Hunter and Wrecker reached the power grid where they discovered the Zillow Beast has reached gargantuan size. Amazing size. Uh, shortly, three Venture-class Star Destroyers and transport several low-assault uh, uh, vehicles. They call them LATs. Um, Low-altitude-assault transport vehicles. Um and gunships arrive above the planet. Meanwhile, the village's human and alien residents react in fear and panic as they see the Zillow Beast drains their settlement's power grid. Hunter and Wrecker attempt to shoot down the Zillow Beast, but are forced to flee when Imperial gunships arrive. Hunter warns Tech and Omega via Comlink that Imperial forces have arrived, and Tech says he won't leave until he has finished transferring the data. I have to get the data. Uh, Omega convinces him to leave. The two escape before the gunship obliterate, obliterates the wrecked cargo transport. And she doesn't really convince him. She unplugs everything and tells him to leave. Um, so. The Imperial LAT gunships battle with the Zillow Beast. They are joined by transports and fire, which fire a sonic boom. Uh, so, I don't know if you noticed, but the LAT ships were were shooting at the actual power facility and not the Zillow Beast because they knew that their weapons weren't wouldn't work on it so they were shooting out, out the power facility so they could uh, then capture the Zillow Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they fire this weird laser at it uh, which in, in, incapacitates the Zillow Beast. The Corvette uh, uses a grappling claw to drag the incapacitated Zillow Beast into its cargo hold. Uh, Wrecker tells Hunter that the Imperials are taking the Zillow beast. Oh no, I got the Zillow beast. Hunter decides to retreat in order to avoid capture my friend. yeah. An Imperial shuttle lands and several several of the clone commandos enter the village after shooting down two alpha class uh v wing starfighters Hunter and Wrecker evacuate tech and Omega from the in the marauder. They then fly into space outrunning the Imperial V-class wings. Aboard the Imperial Transport, clone commandos seal the Zillow Beast inside a large tank which is immersed in a tor- turquoise liquid. Uh, I wonder if it's, uh, if it's that Bacta stuff you know, that we see all the huh. time. Other clone commandos round up the villagers aboard the shuttle. After fleeing into hyperspace, Tech informs the other clones that the crashed Imperial vessel was part of an Imperial cloning operation. When Hunter asks if the Emperor cloned the Zillow Beast, Tech explains that Palpatine issued the Order uh, when he was still Supreme Chancellor of the Galactic Republic. So again, before Order 66. Mm -hmm. um, When Wrecker asks why the Emperor was interested in the Zillow Beast, Tech explains that the creature Creature's genetic material has the potential to be weaponized in hands of the right scientist. Hunter asks where they will be taking the Zillow Beast, but Tech is unable to answer since the ship uh, lacked a destination. Uh, Tech theorizes that the Empire did not destroy the c- cities on Camino to end cloning, but rather to gain control over the, te- the technology. Um, they wanted to be the only source of cloning. Hunter tells the clones to shape to share this information with Rex and Echo and Omega watches anxiously from the gun, gun pod. Uh, later, Dr. Scadler informs Dr. Hemlock that the Zillow Beast has been recovered and has been secured in Mount Tennessee She informed Hemlock that Lama Sue will be Arriving soon, Himlock speaks to the clone commandos commanding officer, RC-1262, uh, which I said earlier was nicknamed Scorch, and asks if the locals saw the Zillow Beast. Uh, RC-1262 responds that the locals have been detained and will be dealt with. He informs gonna Dr. Right now. He's going to kill him, probably. Dr. Himlo- Himlock Himlock Informs that the military class festival escaped that a military class festival escaped their assault. Himlock uh RC twelve sixty two with investigating who the vessel belongs to and turning and turns his attention to Lama Sue. So again, uh, I said uh, RC twelve sixty two. His nickname was Scorch. He was a clone commando who served the Galactic Republic Army. As part of an elite unit of Delta Squad uh, in in the period following the Clone Wars and the rise of the Galactic Empire. In uh, our timeline, Scorch was involved in the training of the first generation of non-cloned Imperial stormtroopers at the Imperial base on planet Daro. Which is, like I said, um, where we rescued um, Gregor from. Uh, CC-5576-39 is Gregor's number. Um, He was captured uh, trying to desert the base. Um, And rogue uh, units known as the Bad Batch infiltrated the base and freed him. Scorch engaged Gregor uh, and his liberators and pursued them, wounding Gregor and overpowering tech before being capacitated by a flurry of gun blasts by the remaining... Um, Bad Batch. He later retained, regained consciousness and joined the Imperial troops on a lat gunship to apprehend the Bad Batch hunter, taking him into custody. So, that's the, uh, the link between the commandos and, and our Bad Batch. Um, so back to the, the, uh, show, um, Hemlock is talking to Lama Sue, asks asks why he's been brought to Wayland. Um, And Hemlock explains that that he is having trouble securing Nalase's cooperation. Lama responds by telling Hemlock, It must be frustrating to have all the resources, but lacking the expertise to exploit it. He taunts Hemlock that he may end up in a cell like him. Himlock uh, tells Lama Sue that he must understand this situation. Lama Su offers to motivate Nala Se in return for his freedom. He tells Himlock that he must locate a young clone named Omega, uh-oh, uh, whom he describes as the key to controlling Nalase. Himlock Himlock invites Lama Sue in uh, for discussion. Uh, and technically, we see the credits roll. Um, but Wayland uh, was first used in uh, a previous episode uh, for season one of Bad Batch, Camino Lost, um, uh, you know, back in 2021 when we saw that episode. Um, Wayland was created by uh, the author Timothy Zane in his first appearance in 1991 the novel Hair to the Empire. Um, Wayland and Mount Tannis was the home to the Emperor Palpatine's secret storehouse, including thousands of Sparda cloning cylinders, uh, making the planet used for Imperial, imperial cloning uh, technology, and it continues in both. Uh, and again, uh, Heir to the Empire is a is an admiral Thrawn book um so um that's our episode Scott what'd you think about it action
1: action action I want one of those for a pet and it wasn't oh, the it zillow was. beast
0: yeah
1: into the back the tank it was standing
0: up yeah it was in and I said before in the description of it it's Ninety-seven meters tall, which is pretty tall. We're talking Empire State Building tall. Um, so, I don't know if you wanted it as a pet, though. It's, it looked like it was kind of a uh, vicious, right? Yeah. And you would you wouldn't have any electricity around because it would be eating electricity all the time.
1: Yeah, but it'd be good. Maybe you could maybe get maybe
0: good. Uh, hey, buddy, can you charge my phone? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you have to get him to swallow the cord so, could, so it would plug in. No, you
1: just go by his shell, by his hard skin, and say, hey, activate activate this part of your shell. Uh, okay, thank
0: you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, maybe. um Your you CP- I'm always sleepy. So, uh, with what you heard, Scott, do you have any, do you have a question of the week or I haven't come up with one yet. Cause I, I'm having a hard time trying to figure out what's going to happen next. I know that we're probably going to see, uh, Scorch again. Cause he's hunting uh, the vessel, um, that oh, our yeah. crew escaped in. I think. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's, uh, do, uh, uh, I mean, will we I see? They
1: all come. They, you think. You think all these different versions are going to come back and like in the end, and we're going to get crosshair and and the rest of them.
0: I, I think and so. I think uh... a
1: big battle and crosshair. Yeah, crosshair is gonna save them and come back to them or think Crosshair is just permanently Empire
0: no um, I think you're kind of right I think um, all of this is building to uh, of course a huge climax um, like you said because um, the last uh, two episodes are released on the same day so mm-hmm. I think the last two episodes is going to be that huge battle that we're that we're talking about I think mm-hmm. um all this is going to come together, and because um, currently, right now, uh, most of the empire doesn't know that the Bad Batch still exists. Um, because if you think, remember, think remember think that.
1: Gonna give them up.
0: No, I think I think Scorch is going to find well, them. He's going to figure fine. out who they are. Because um, you remember the, uh, uh, um, who was it? Admiral Rampart. That's who it was. Um, basically was hiding the fact that uh, they still existed because it would look bad against him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he and a few people, are the only ones that know the bad batch are still alive. Um, and I think this, uh, episode here that it's going to expose them and they're going to, they're going to figure out they're still alive. Um, and we're going to get, we're building up to a big battle because, uh. Let's see here. We've got we're on episode eleven. This was episode eleven, um, and we have I think fourteen episodes. Let's see. Let me look it up here while we're on that.
1: I thought it was like sixteen.
0: Yeah, you're. I think you're right. Sixteen episodes. So we're on eleven. So that means we have five left, right? Mm-hmm. So we've kind of done this on all the recent episodes I'm gonna read off the new uh, the the episode title since we know them and we've known them from the beginning um, so our current title is metamorphosis the next one's called the outpost as in the outpost which um, you know they could meet somewhere or uh, whatever and the next one's called uh, paboo which I don't know if that's somebody's name or a planet or something. Um, and then episode fourteen is called Tipping Point, which sounds like a where everything is starting to boil together. And then the last two um, are called the Summit and Plan ninety nine. Um, Plan ninety nine sounds like something uh, major, like um, you know, a plan to destroy the Bad Batch or something like that, or. Or maybe the Bad Batch has their own plan. I don't know. What'd you think about that?
1: Yep. But the, but the could be the big thing, you know.
0: Yep. To 66. You know? <laughs> All right. So we're going to ask for some feedback now for some feedback. Feedback. Feed, feed, feedback. feedback, at All right, so uh, you can send us feedback through that email address that we just heard. You can uh, go on our website and click on the one of the left-hand side and click on the link that says feedback. We'll give you a form. You fill it out and uh, type in what you want, send it to us. Um, Our questions of the week, we'll have, uh, you answer the question, and then there'll be a comment section uh, below. Um, Again, that's on the left-hand side of the website page. You can also find us on Twitter, um, at super underscore duper underscore pod. And of course, um, we take these videos and put them on YouTube, and there's a comment section there as well. Feed, 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 feed so, please send us feedback so we can, uh, you know, change stuff or find out if we're wrong or, or you know, like like Scott said, maybe uh, um, Rick's beard looks better because that's why he shaved. Um, we don't know. Because, I don't know, last week Scott was combing his long old beard and now it's gone. What happened? So, tell us all that good stuff. Right, Scott? Mm -hmm. What happened happened to the beard, man? It fell out along with my hair. What? Stop doing that. Stop doing what? Pulling your hair out. I didn't pull it out. You're not listening. I was listening. I'm just saying stop doing that. Stop it. Um. Alright, so is there anything else you want to talk about about this episode, Scott? Negatory. Do you need a, a few minutes to get up and run around a little bit? and oh. Do some jumping jacks? Alright, here oh. goes the outro. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R a b r kaiserhanson.us. That's r a b r dot k a i l e j o h a n s e n dot u s. On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Breaching Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Preaching website at R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is Prohibited. Prohibited. I am Kyle Jones. This is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say goodbye now. Say goodbye. Hello,
1: goodbye. Hello, hello, goodbye. Oh
0: no, no, it's a goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Alright goodbye let's uh let's pause this